This is Eighth Day Encouragement, a recap of the Sunday service, offering hope and faith from the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. You can find us online at holytrinity-nyc.org. I've been thinking a lot about joy recently, not only leading up to this fourth Sunday in Lent, which is nicknamed Letare Sunday, taking its nickname from the Latin word for rejoice, but I've been thinking a lot about joy all through the pandemic. My favorite prayer in the prayer book is one used at night in evening prayer in Compline. It prays, keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night. Then give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. And all for your love's sake. Amen. That line, shield the joyous, has become increasingly important to me this year as I've prayed my way through the pandemic. There are times, sure enough, when I've been incredibly sad, felt deeply depressed, even with people around me, felt extremely lonely. Like most of you, probably, I've felt exasperated and angry and confused. But at every dip, every hard place, every dark place, there has also been a dim realization of joy. Joy not in the distant future, but right here, right now, inside me. And this joy has to do with Jesus Christ living in me. I talk about joy and I mean it to be different from a feeling. Joy is different from happiness or delight. I think one can be sad and joyous at the same time. One can be anxious and joyful. One can be grieving, but acknowledging a bit of joy all at the same time. You may have noticed, along with me recently and over the last year especially, a number of articles and posts in social media warning us about what is labeled toxic passivity. I understand that to mean um, those who are, who are toxically positive, those who put a happy face on everything and deny all pain and sadness. Um, you know what that person sounds like. It's when you're in the midst of pain or difficulty and they walk by and piously say, you know, God has a reason for everything. Well, I want to scream at such people and say, not necessarily. And who is to say God is behind this misfortune or this difficulty or this sadness? And then there's the term I really hate when someone thinks they're being helpful and they mean well, but they say, God never gives us a burden that's harder for us to carry. What nonsense. To start with, God doesn't give us burdens. And following up with that, some people do have burdens that they can't begin to bear alone. That implies that a person should simply um, keep a stiff, a stiff upper lip and get on with it. That's the sort of toxic positivity that people are, are warning about. But I'm talking about something different when I talk about joy. Joy has room for honesty and sadness and heartache and grief. I think of Psalm 30 that prays, Weeping may spend the night, but joy comes in the morning. Joy comes while the tears are still wet, still fresh, and perhaps even still running. But joy comes. 
As Paul says to the Ephesians in today's first reading, you were dead in sin. All of us were dead in sin. But God, who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace we have been saved. The simplicity and well-known beauty of today's gospel reminds us of why we have been saved and how. John reminds us God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. God in Christ came to be with us, to live like us, to teach and preach and struggle and laugh. But it's not just the life of Jesus that shows us the depth of God's love. It's also the death of Jesus. The theologian Jürgen Moltmann explains it this way. He writes, To understand what happens between Jesus and God the Father on the cross, it is necessary to talk in Trinitarian terms. The Son suffers dying, but the Father suffers the death of the Son. The grief of the Father here is just as important as the death of the Son. The fatherlessness of the Son is matched by the sonlessness of the Father. Christ on the cross is not some split-off form of God, separate and alone. But God is on the cross, taking death into himself, destroying it, turning death inside out, like some kind of black hole that explodes again and reconstitutes into new life, new creation forevermore. Knowing that, believing that, enables us to be joyful, And so joy is more than what we we know or affirm right now, and it's much more than what we feel on occasion. As we move through this season of Lent, and as we continue to move through what we pray are the, the final seasons of this pandemic, we can sense increasing hope and increasing light for many reasons. But the joy of new life in Christ is a gift from God. It's a given, and it's steady even in the midst of painful times. It never goes away, even though we may not always be able to access it. But especially especially on this fourth Sunday in Lent, may the Spirit help us to know the joy of Christ's love for us, a joy that lifts us into the love and power of God. The choir sings an anthem by the 16th century English composer Thomas Tallis. It uses a text from 2 Chronicles chapter 6. Hear the voice and prayer of thy servants that they make before thee this day, that thine eyes may be open toward this house day and night, ever toward this place of which thou hast said, My name shall be there. And when thou hearest, have mercy on them.
You've been listening to Eighth Day Encouragement. The eighth day is a Monday after the seven days of the week, but the eighth day also stands as a new creation outside the pattern of the usual seven. And so the eighth day symbolizes resurrection, hope, and the possibilities for new life. I'm John Bedingfield, the priest and rector at the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. I hope you'll come and visit us in person one day, but you can also worship with us through Facebook Live, follow us on YouTube, and learn more at holytrinity-nyc.org. God bless you this week and always.